following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carlos Swanigan. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is an international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he really sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hello, friends, and welcome to Scandalous Grace, the show where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am your host, Carla Swanigan. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm always excited um, to just come and share God's heart with you, what he's put in my heart this week for you. And um, I'm especially excited about what he has for you today. If you have missed any of our previous episodes, you can always go to scandalousgraceradio.com and um, check out the Meet Me page and the series page and even the contact page and let me know how this show has um, affected your life in any way. I would love to hear from you and hear what God's doing and how his scandalous grace is moving through your life as well. So you can also leave your prayer request at that location on our website too. You'll see it down at the bottom of one of the pages there on the website. And I would love to hear from you and I'd love to be in prayer with you. Today on the show, we are going to be in the text of John. I love the book of John. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible, and I've been in it a lot lately. There's just so much good stuff in there, obviously, because it's the word of God, but it's a place that the Holy Spirit has really um, been meeting with me in my devotional time and in my study time and prep time for the show. And the verse that he really put on my heart for today's show is from John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, and it's all about loving each other well. And I think that um, we're in such a season right now with everything going on. I mean, tomorrow is an election day here in the United States. It's a major election. It's our presidential election, and it's a really big deal. I hope that everyone is going to get out and vote, but um, it's, it's just been a really... I guess hard season, like we've talked about on the show so much lately, going through everything that people have been going through. But even for our nation, it's it's been a season where it's been very easy to be divided and to be um, on the opposite sides of a lot of issues and a lot of topics and even candidates. And I think it's a time where we can either really let our light shine for Jesus by the way that we behave and the words that come out of our mouth and um, the choices that we make and just sharing our witness of the goodness of God and the scandalous grace of Jesus. Um, It can be like that, or or we can really go the other direction and let our tempers get the best of us, our opinions or our desire to prove to be right. Um, Those things can really get in the way of loving each other well. And I'm going to read the scripture to you. From um, the ESV, it's John chapter 13, 34, and 35. And it says, By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Love one another. And that's the, that's the highlight of that verse that Jesus just kept really pressing on my heart for today, especially in this time, like I said, in this season that we're in on this earth, on this planet, 
but especially here in the U.S., you know, it says in the Passion Translation version of that scripture, I'm going to read it to you again. So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. And I love the way that it's worded there. I mean, first of all, it's not just a suggestion, you guys. It's a commandment that the Lord gives to us. And I know it can be super hard um, to love others in the midst of everything that's going on, especially when you disagree with them or you think they're making mistakes or you don't like the way they're behaving or any of those type of things. But it's a commandment that Jesus actually left for us to love each other just as much as he has loved us. And I know that there are lots of times and lots of days that I'm completely unlovable. (laughs) And I'm so grateful that the Lord loves me no matter what. And he loves me so well. He loves me perfectly. And that's what he's asking us to do right here in this text from John chapter 13. He wants us to demonstrate that love. That's how it's worded in the Passion Translation. Demonstrate the same love that he has for us by loving each other that same way. And I love that. You know, I love that it's not to love somebody is not just words. It's also your actions, Um, how you portray yourself, how you treat them, how you behave in spite of hardship or in spite of the way they're treating you. Or even if you're having a bad day to be able to stop and love somebody in the midst of your own pain. Those are Jesus attributes, right? That's looking like Jesus. And that's what we're called to do. And I love it that it says, and everyone will know that you're my true followers. And that's a big deal too, because we can say that we're believers. We can say we're Christ followers. Um, We can look all shiny (laughs) and uh, say the right things and look the right way, really. But it's our behavior that's going to show people too, that we're Christ followers. It's how we handle things. It's like I said, the words that come out of our mouth, the choices that we make. And I'm not saying we're always going to, we're not expected to be perfect or we're not always going to get it right. But I really, I'm preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to myself too, you guys. I'm really encouraging you um, to really love others well in this season, no matter what it looks like, no matter how hard it is, no matter what you're going through, no matter how they're behaving, really shine the light of Jesus and love others. Well, I, I want to, and I'm sure you do too. I, I want to be the walking, talking, um, gospel, you know, on this earth to unbelievers. I, I want to be attractive as a Jesus follower. I want to point people to him. I don't want to push people away by my harsh words or my opinions, um, or my behavior, even on social media, you know, people tend to say things on, on the screen and on social media that they would never say to your face. Um, please hear me when I say that that is not pointing anyone to the Lord. When we do that, it's really important to love others like Jesus would. And just like he asked us here in the text, um, it's our love for one another. Like he says, that will prove to the world that we're his disciple disciples that we're Christ followers. You know, the whole world is really watching us as believers right now. Um, it says in Luke six thirty five, even that we're to love our enemies. And that can be a really tough one. Um, I'll read it to you from the ESV. It says, but love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. 
and your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. And sometimes that verse is a little hard for me to swallow. I'm like, I don't want you to be kind to the ungrateful and the evil. You know, I want you to punish them. I want you to line them up, get them straight, Lord, tell them how it is, you know, and that's, that's not what it says here in the scripture. It says he's kind to them and he expects us to love our enemies and expect nothing in return. And sometimes that can be really hard. You know, we're, like I said, we have a big election tomorrow. Everybody's voting and, and everybody's saying, you know, what they feel about their candidate. And some people are saying what they feel about the opposing candidate that they're not voting for. And it's fine to share all that stuff, but I just pray that we're doing it in love. I pray that we're doing it respectfully um, with honoring words and um, a humble heart. And I pray that, like it says here, even if we disagree with someone who's on the opposite side of the aisle from whatever our opinion is about this election, um, I pray that First of all, that we don't consider them enemies. But if we do, I pray that we're still loving them like it exhorts us in Luke 6, verse 35. It's just the country has been so polarized and so divided over so many issues, so many important things. And um, that can be really tough to keep our love on. You know, Pastor Danny Silk always says he, he wrote a whole book about keeping your love on. And it's all about walking like Christ, no matter what our circumstances are and no matter what comes against us. And sometimes I have to do that, you know, whether it's when I'm reading something, like I said, online that somebody's posted that sounds really harsh to me and I don't agree with and just resisting that temptation to respond out of frustration or anger. I have to like give myself a little, Hey, keep your love on Carla. That's what Jesus is asking you to do. Even driving, you know, to the studio to, to do the show, it's crazy traffic on I-25 sometimes and people are cutting me off left and right and driving wild. And I just have to remember, okay, keep your love on. And it's, it's not about whether or not the person deserves it. You guys, it's, it's about what Jesus tells us to do. And he tells us in John chapter 13 that the world's going to know us how we love each other. You know, uh, I think it's Joyce Meyer tells the story of she has these big women's conferences, you know, once a year. And it's this giant conference. And I used to go to it all the time in St. Louis. And you sit there for like a day and a half and you talk about Jesus and she preaches to us. And we're sitting there saying amen. And we stand up and worship. And it's it's all this great like God time. Right. And we get all filled up and, you know, we're standing in line, you know, waiting to buy her books or to you know, donate to a cause or whatever that's being represented there at one of the vendor booths. And we're also polite to each other. We're like, bless you, sister. Have a great day, sister. I'll be praying for you, sister. And then the conference is over on Saturday afternoon. And, you know, you've got, I don't know, 15,000 women or more probably in one parking lot, all trying to get out, all trying to get back on the highway. And all of a sudden, it's like we've forgotten that we were just at this amazing, godly Christian conference, and we've forgotten all the things that Mama Joyce told us. And it's like the gloves are off, and everybody's fighting over who can get out of the parking lot fast enough. And like I said, people are cutting each other off. And I'm just like, wow, we got our Jesus bumper stickers on. <laughs> and, 
you know, we're giving hand signals sometimes to the people that are cutting us off. And that's not that's not super godly. And Joyce even talks to us about that on the last day of the conference. She's like, don't you dare leave here and act fool in that parking lot. You remember who you are and you remember that you are representing the Lord Jesus to the whole world. And so I, I've been so guilty of that so many times of forgetting who I am and not loving well and not keeping my love on. And I just encourage you today to be just be prayerful and ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to help you keep your love on, especially um, tomorrow during the election, no matter what happens, whether your candidate um, wins or loses. I really encourage you to, to remember this and keep your love on and represent Jesus well. And just watch the words that, that come out of our mouths. And, and I do, I pray that I'm like, God, put a guard over my mouth so that I will not um, sin against you. You know, I pray scripture back to him that's in the word. And I'll pray that. And I just ask him repeatedly. I'm like, let me shine bright for you. Don't let me be a deterrent to Christianity for people. I want to be an attractor for you, Jesus. I want to be a magnet. I want to be a light that points to you ultimately, Lord, and, and draws people to you. Um, my son and I, my oldest son, Zachary's awesome. He lives in Indianapolis and he came out here to visit me this summer. A couple of times we had some great visits and one of the topics that came up on his last visit was of course the election. We were in the room with some other people and everybody had, you know, um, their own opinions and it started getting a little heated, you know, cause I, I, I'm on one side of the aisle, so to speak, politically, and Zachary is on the other side of the aisle. We have differing views very much about politics. And we both, in that conversation with our guests that were in our home, we had to get up and leave the room because we both, it got so uncomfortable for us. And it wasn't getting out of line. It wasn't anything disrespectful. It was just getting very passionate. And Zachary and I both like hate conflict. So about the same time, we both got up and just casually strolled into the kitchen and left the living room. And I said to him, oh my gosh, I had to leave the room. It was starting to give me a little anxiety. And he started laughing. He's like, mom, we are so the same person. That's exactly what was happening for me. He said, even though it wasn't getting rude or anything, it was just getting uncomfortable. And I said, yeah. And I said, I love that, that you and I can have totally opposite views, Zachary, about politics, but we don't let it get in the way of our love for each other. And he's like, no way, mom, our relationship is way too important. And that was such a beautiful thing for him to say to me, because as passionate as he is about his political views, he never lets that affect our relationship. You know, it says in first Corinthians 13, 13, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And that's how I felt in that moment with him. You know, he was, we were both putting our love for each other above any political views that we may have, or, you know, honestly, we, we put our love for each other above everything. And I believe that that that's a beautiful example of that verse from John. That is the focus of, of our talk today and of the show today in John 13, that we love one another. And I just encourage you to love each other so well in the season. You guys, we have had so much going on besides the election. I mean, we've had COVID we've had, um, you know, a pandemic and it can be so stressful. Like I've mentioned before, um, so many people have, have lost their jobs during this time because of, of things going on with COVID or, um, 
just their financial situation has been strained because of COVID. Maybe they're small business owners and they've really felt the pressure on their business. And that can be really stressful. Um, when you're quarantined, I have had to quarantine twice during this pandemic for two weeks at a time. And, um, that can be really stressful when you're like stuck at home and can't go anywhere and you can't see your friends or your extended family. That can be really hard and that can give you kind of a junky attitude. And I know for me, even especially the second time that I was quarantined, it really felt long to me. It felt a lot longer than two weeks. And I think it was because I, there's so much in my schedule that I was trying to get done. I needed to come in and do the show and I wasn't able to come into the studio and that was really stressful to me, trying to work all that out and figure out how I was still going to get a show to air those two weeks that I wasn't able to come in. And during that time, it was hard for me to keep my love on. I I had several conversations on the phone, obviously, because I was quarantined, where I could hear that my, my fuse was a little short, my temper. Um, I usually have a really good temperament. Um, most of the time, but I can tell when I get really stressed or really anxious or worried about something that my fuse is really short and I could hear my tone even changing and just being a little snippy. And I'm like, okay, girl, get it together. You are truly not loving well right now. If you can hear that your tone is snippy, the person on the other end of the line that you're supposed to be loving well can definitely hear that. And even with my, my old, my youngest that lives at home, Evan, I was short with him a couple of times, you know, and, uh, not giving him the love that he deserves. But can we just all say that teenagers sometimes can be really hard to love too. But I had to remind myself several times over those two weeks that I was quarantined for this second time, that it was important that I love well, no matter what my circumstances, you know, and there's ways that we can do that. You know, I have a girlfriend that when she found out I was quarantined again, she texted me and she's like, Hey, let me drop some groceries off on your doorstep or let me bring you lunch. And that was so sweet. And again, there's another example of somebody loving well in the middle of COVID in the middle of this pandemic. And, you know, I had a girlfriend that was supposed to come out and visit me. And that was one of the most annoying things that we had to cancel her trip. That was so hard for me because I had been waiting to see Nikki for gosh, months and we had been planning this and I was so excited about it. She's coming to see me from Texas and, and we'd made all kind of plans for when she was here. And at the last minute, of course, I get quarantined and, you know, a couple of days before her trip where she's supposed to be here, we had to cancel everything. And that was such a bummer. And I was totally like complaining to the Lord about it. And just, I was really letting it get to me. And it was, it was stealing my love for sure. Um, and I was really frustrated and I was like, I can't believe that I'm quarantined again. And now my friend can't come out. I can't record my shows. This is so frustrating, blah, 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 blah. And I kind of like lost perspective of the bigger picture. You know, there's so many people I'm sitting there complaining about a canceled trip of a friend and not being able to get into the studio and get my show notes and, and my recording done. But I forget that there are people that, you know, have been really sick from this and people that have lost loved ones from this pandemic. You know, I totally lost sight of the bigger picture because I got into victim mode and was complaining. You know, it says in Philippians chapter two, verses 14 and 15. Live a cheerful life without complaining or division among yourselves. 
For then you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture, for you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe. And I want to be a shining light. I want to pay attention to that part, the end of that verse 15, but I also need to pay attention to the first part of verse 14, which is don't complain, Carla. And so I know we have lots going on, you guys, that we can be mumbling and grumbling and complaining about right now, but that's not the Lord's heart for us, you know? And I was pouring my heart out to him and he's okay with that. I can totally do that with the Lord. We've talked about that a lot on the show. Pour your heart out to him. Let him have it. Just like David does in the Psalms. He tells him everything that he's feeling and God is there for him and even calls him a man after his own heart. We can do that. God can take it. I'm just saying, don't stay in that place of victimhood. Um, you know, I had to look at the bigger picture and realize all the things that I have to be thankful for in the midst of the season, even though it's been, you know, really hard, but I still need to keep my love on. I still need to love well. I still need to try to shine my light like Jesus is asking me to do, you know, instead of grumbling and mumbling when, you know, like I said, I had friends who were really sick. They were not only quarantined, but they actually, I tested negative both times, but they tested positive and they were really sick. They got better, but I lost sight of that in the midst of, you know, the little nitpicky things that were bothering me, you know? I saw one way that I really appreciated how people are loving well in this season. I saw a little news clip the other day when I was um, watching the news, and it's about this lady. It's here in Colorado, but I know it wasn't started here. She saw it somewhere else. I think it's a national thing, but it's called Love Lasagna. And it's people in the neighborhood that go around and they make lasagna for families that they know are quarantined or that are having financial hardship because of COVID right now or, you know, that even have a sick family member. So um, they go and they bake lasagna and leave it on people's doorsteps. And I'm like, what a practical and tangible way to look like Jesus and and love others well and take groceries to them and, you know, just all those ways that we can do it tangibly. You know, it says in first John four, seven through 11, those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from one to another because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God for God is love. The light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. He proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing, sacrificial offering to take away our sins. Delightfully loved ones, if he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. And that's so beautiful. Let's love each other well, you guys. No matter what's going on in us or around us, ask him for the grace. I'm going to pray for you right now. In Jesus' name, God, I lift up everyone listening. I ask, Father, that, that you would put a special grace on our lives right now, God, to love each other well like you command us in Scripture. Lord, you give us such beautiful examples of that throughout your word. And I just ask, God, that you would that you would put a guard over our mouths so that, that we would not sin against you, but also that our light would shine so bright by the way that we love each other and we even how we love our enemies, God. I just ask for that special grace to be upon us. I pray for our country, God. I pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
I just thank you for protecting all of our leaders, Lord, and just having your way, whatever that looks like, God. And and I pray for health and bodies. I pray for healing for people. I pray, God, that you would break off discouragement and disappointment in people, and you would fill us all with fresh hope and goodness. I thank you, God, for your presence. I thank you for who you are. I just ask that you even reach through um, the airwaves, however people are listening right now, wherever they're at. And you would touch them, God, and refresh them and restore them and love them well. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I said, you can always find out more about this ministry at scandalousgraceradio.com. I'm so grateful for you. I'd love to hear from you there. And remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to ScandalousGraceRadio.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan ministry resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to ScandalousGraceRadio.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. And please join us again every Monday at 1 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan on Denver's 94.7 FM, The Word.